Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Content Pros Podcast. Today, it's just Randy and I, and we talked a few weeks ago about a piece that we were doing here at Oracle Marketing Cloud that was predictions for 2016 for the state of marketing. And one of the trends that was talked about quite a bit was sales enablement. I know Matt Hines mentioned that. Several other thought leaders mentioned that, too. And Randy and I were just talking, and this is something we're trying to address as content teams. So today we're going to dive in and talk about sales enablement and how content marketers can help drive that. So, Randy, you want to get us started with what you guys are working on at Uberflip? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, before we go in, I, that's that's a great asset that you guys did. I know you and Jeff and your entire team worked a, really hard. And uh, and I remember there was one of those assets in there uh, specifically from Matt and, and others, I think, like you and I on a day-to-day basis are really struggling with this challenge of, you know, I, I've started to call it the micro-marketing that we have to think about. Um, and, and I think when you look back, as you alluded to, we don't, we don't end up with a lot of people who come on to Content Pros and want to talk about how do I enable salespeople. Um, and I think maybe that's because we're all marketers and we still think about campaigns and we still think about you know feeding our marketing automation tools with automated you know drip trails but you know on a day-to-day basis we have all these individual members of our teams who are kind of knocking on our doors or lining up at our desks depending on the size of our company and saying I need an asset to help accomplish this and that could be you know nurture an existing customer it could be attract you know, someone who's, you know, just an MQL at that stage and we want to get them to an opportunity or it could be getting someone actually over the line. So, you know, I think it could be a lot of fun for us to talk about how how you're managing that at, at Oracle Marketing Cloud. And then, you know, as well, I can tell you how we're thinking about it here at Uberflow. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And, and just a bit about team structure. So as Rainy was alluding to, this may not fully reside under content marketing, but it's definitely something we have to think about. I know at Oracle Marketing Cloud, you know, within our business unit, we have product marketing folks that support sales enablement, and they kind of specialize in a product and work to educate people there. We also have a sales enablement team where that's part of their job. But one of the roles that we're trying to take is we produce a lot of content. So we're sitting on tons and tons of assets. We have eBooks, analyst reports, presentations, videos, customer stories. I mean, it it lives everywhere. And the thing that we're facing as a marketing team, we can't honestly expect someone to go through and piece together all the different things that should be in someone's journey. So we do have nurture tracks and obviously we're a marketing automation vendor. So we try to do that really well. But it's another thing entirely to try to say, 
if you're a sales rep trying to sell marketing automation to a B2B company, here are the best five things for the top of the funnel and the best five things for the middle of the funnel and the best five things for bottom of the funnel. Now, sure, there's a lot of customization that can happen and you know, any great sales rep is going to tailor that to the customer. But we actually started to put all this together in an asset catalog and we ended up with several hundred individual assets and we tagged those by persona, by product interest, by funnel stage. We also put in some metrics, which for us, it's responses, which is a form completion, then marketing qualified leads. So progressing from that form completion to a qualified lead. And then we look at the percentage. So there are some things where, you know, I may only have three or 400 responses, but if 80% of those turn into marketing qualified leads, that's telling us it's a very specific topic. So you know, this is a content marketing function, but it's something that I think a lot of folks forget to connect the dots on. And that's something that we're just starting. I mean, literally, we're a couple of weeks in on this, Randy, and it's it's a huge endeavor because when you look at all of this content, this isn't even factoring in the blog content. So I think that's how I'm trying to look at it and be a little more prescriptive and say, you know, no matter how great the sales rep is, if we're producing content and making relevant content for all these different audiences, it's pretty impossible for anyone to keep up with all of it. So we're trying to do a better job of curating that content. How, how today, and, and I'll share how we do this at Uberflip too eventually, but how at Oracle Marketing Cloud today would a rep go and find an asset? So if, you know, let's say they were dealing with a, a customer and that customer, you know, had some sort of objection and they were looking for a way to overcome it with content, how would that Oracle Marketing Cloud rep uh, overcome that objection and find that asset? That's a good question. And I think it's a bit nuanced based on the organization. So we're a large, complex organization with lots of different teams. So, you know, as a marketing team, we use Oracle Content Marketing, formerly Compendium, so we can search and we can find anything fairly quickly, right? But that's not deployed across our entire sales team. So that's mostly just for marketers, right? So it's not a one-stop shop. There's not a single place, really. We have an internet that's very, very robust. Our product marketing team puts tons of materials in their site so they can go through and get all the customer stories, the testimonials, the use cases, um, how to position the products. All of that stuff is in one place, but content is in a different place. And we also have the blog and we link to everything from the blog. So that's one of the realizations we had is that everyone's so focused on their responsibilities, which is, you know, that's rightfully so, right? We have our jobs to do. We have our metrics we have to hit. But when you stop and look internally, we didn't have one place where a sales rep could go to get everything. So they would have to piece some of this together if they were doing it manually and it wasn't just an automated nurture. So that's what we're trying to solve with the project we're doing now. So most of the resources are in the internet and we actually have you know, a document repository that houses all of our eBooks. And then we have tons of landing pages where they can link folks to that to get them to complete the form. So we can track that within Eloqua, but there's really not one place currently. And that's what we're trying to solve. We're trying to build out both a, an improved automated nurture. And then at the same time, you know, here's a resource that has everything sorted by persona and by funnel stage, and it kind of connects the dots for you. So we will have a one-stop shop for this, but it has not existed in the past. That's that's sounds very typical. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, I, I've been going around 
myself trying to understand this aspect because, you know, like you guys being a content marketing uh, solution in terms of what you've, you've got as part of the Oracle Marketing Cloud, we're also out there to solve for content and solve for the management of content at Uberflip. So I've been, I've been actually watching this kind of from afar and, and digging in where I can. And it's, it's funny. I mean, I go out to different customers sometimes and, you know, get those opportunities to, to listen to what their problems are. And sometimes I don't even acknowledge the problem. You just kind of hear it by listening. So I was at a, a meeting. Uh, it was actually someone else's sales enablement morning meeting. Um, at a large, uh, you know, software company, I can't necessarily say the company. And they talked about the different places during this 30 minute meeting for the sales reps to go find different assets. So one of them was, you know, some, in some instances they referred to jive, which is a great solution. In some instances they were, they referred to a box.com site and in other, they referred to this other internal wiki that they had. So you essentially had three different instances within a 30-minute you know, sequence where the same company is sending their reps to different places to find different assets, which I think, to your point, is where it really gets you know, complicated. And this company was not even anywhere close to the size of Oracle Marketing Cloud. Um, now, here at Uberflip... I, I've watched, you know, we're getting better at this because we're trying to figure out how to solve it, even ourselves for our customers as part of our roadmap. But I've seen really crazy things that happen here and with other, you know, small to medium sized businesses where the reps actually jump to Google, right? Like if you're looking, you know, we said an ebook as an example, I've seen a lot of reps say, okay, I know that there's this ebook that exists. I'm going to search on my site via the Google search at google.com and I'm going to you know maybe specify the format of content as .pdf or something like that. But at the end of the day, they're searching what Google's indexed. And as we all know, Google's indexing over time. So it's not indexing what's relevant today, what the marketing team is kind of blessed to be the most important or the most successful asset today. They're simply saying, here's you know, here's stuff that we've searched over time and that's ranked really high in the past. And I, I don't know about you, but I just think that that's a really scary way, given all the effort we're trying to put in as a marketing team. Oh, it's totally scary. And, you know, I, I think we'd both be lying if we said we haven't done that before, too. And it, it's one of the things where I, I think this is indicative of where we are in marketing today, too, because man, we get so far down in the weeds trying to get the work done. There's just so much work to get done. I think most of us are in lead-driven cultures because we're at B2B companies, right? It'd be a little different if we were B2C. But I mean, there's a lot of studies to support this. And the piece we were referring to earlier from where we quoted Matt Hines or referenced Matt Hines, you can get that at bit.ly slash modern marketing predictions. But the stat that he referred to, it was a study that he helped run and you know, the, one of the things they surveyed over 400 B2B sales and marketing professionals and only 48% of organizations surveyed thought that their sales efforts were effective. And that's not on sales. I, I think there is a part of it, sure. But Randy, what you're hitting on is a big part of the problem, I think, because everyone talks about sales and marketing alignment and, oh, we have to talk to each other and we have to be best friends. But this is another 
layer to that story, right? How do you get the right content in front of people? As many times as they get it right, they could also get it wrong. And we've actually run into this where we've updated an older piece of content and somehow that's still indexed by Google and someone is using that in syndication or sending that out in an email. And we're sitting there like, man, that piece is three years old, right? And that happens. So that's one of the journeys we're trying to solve, right? We're trying to say, if we're really working together and we have hundreds and hundreds of sales reps with varying degrees of experience, how can we make this a seamless process? And we also have a field marketing team that helps with enablement, right? Like they're talking to sales folks all the time. So this is one of the big projects we're working on now. It's trying to put this everywhere in one place and really solve that problem and build out the internal awareness around it. But this is the the big thing. And what gives me a bit of concern, I don't hear many marketers talking about some of these real world problems. And these things are happening in every organization, whether it's 10 people or 100,000 people. Yeah, it's it's definitely scary. I mean, you know, you talked about about the fact of, about communication. And I think the problem is that even the companies who are communicating well, you know, perhaps they're having a meeting, um, you know, where sales and marketing aligns on a weekly or monthly basis. I mean, I can tell you, we do that here. Um, I think on a weekly basis, our content and demand gen team sits with our business development reps. We call them BDRs. Some companies call them SDRs or ADRs. And they actually, you know, listen to what the objections are, what kind of content would help them through that process. So that's, that's kind of the, the first good step. And I think the reality is a lot of us are trying, are starting to do that, not just here at Uberflip. But, you know, I'm sure you do something similar with those sales enablement groups that you have and product marketing groups. But then it's how do you facilitate the discovery of those assets on a day-to-day basis? And you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I mean, I've, I've talked to some companies who are starting to simply have like a Google Sheet, um, you know, or a shared Dropbox Excel file or, or document of some sort, which is constantly being updated so that reps can go and find the latest and greatest. And, you know, it can obviously get more sophisticated than that if you have a wiki or have different things like that. But, you know, these are, you know, I alluded to earlier in terms of what we're trying to do here at Uberflip and, and kind of watching how people engage in content in this way. And, you know, by the time this podcast goes live, people should be able to find this new product that we just launched um, to kind of solve this. And it's it's not going to be the be all end all on day one. Our reps were, were struggling with where to go find content. And I think the most common place that you're looking for content, I can tell you this myself, even though I'm not the sales guy here, is when I'm writing an email, right? When I'm writing an email and I'm looking for that, you know, golden asset, I end up searching and you know, quite often I end up wanting a few different assets. So I go and grab all these hyperlinks and my email ends up looking like a a mix of black and blue, right? You know, the black is my copy, the blue are are hyperlinks. But the problem even there is that once you you get one in there, someone clicks out, what's the chance they're actually going to return to your email? What's the chance that if they do come back to their inbox, they're not overwhelmed by 20 other messages that arrived since they clicked through that last asset. So what we've actually built is is a Chrome extension. Um, And basically it's available through the Google app marketplace where you can install what we call Shout. And Shout is essentially the ability for your salespeople to shout about your content. 
So you simply search into your Uberflip account as a sales rep and only the content that is currently active can actually be grabbed. And we don't just grab a hyperlink, we grab a nice little embed code of a tile image that has the headline and the, you know, the image that you used. As we know, uh, visual, uh, visual content works really well today to get that first click and really makes it a seamless process so that now we're taking all those assets that the sales team was looking for and we're making it accessible in almost a pre-approved manner. I love what you're doing with Shout, Randy, and I think we're trying to solve a very similar problem, maybe in a slightly different place, right? So for us, a lot of the email communication we send routes through Eloqua, our marketing and automation solution. So I think the Chrome extension where you're trying to plug in the right piece of content, I think we're trying to do that via automation and kind of templates for the emails to deploy. But I think one of the really interesting things about that is not only is there awareness and putting the right content at someone's fingertips, there's the metrics around it, which is really important. And you reference BDRs, business development reps, like we have BDRs too, and we have lots of other acronyms. Like we're trying to get our BDRs to take the MQLs to SQLs and increase the ASP, you know, all the jargon, right? Like those are things we actually care about. But I think, Maybe you could talk a bit about what this will look like when people are actually using it. Because I know for us, that's one really important thing. We don't want to have as much ad hoc activity that we can't track. Because with it being something like Shout or sending things through Eloqua, we have a lot of metrics around it where we can really measure success. So maybe you could touch to that a bit, what this looks like six months from now if someone's actually using this for their sales staff. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that 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 understanding of what's working is really important. And, and we're not ha- going to have that in version one, but, you know, we have a really exciting roadmap where, you know, today if you use Uberflip, if you actually look at what we call a content score, that content score isn't purely based on engagement. It's based on lead generation as, as one of the variables. So, you know, higher up in the funnel as we're trying to create those MQLs for the sales team, we're actually able to show marketers, okay, now that I see what what content's working, let's use this content more to help create more conversions. Now, the same um, different goals need to be established in the sales process. What is the goal? Well, the goal at that point is probably no longer conversion, or at least conversion ends up having a complete different definition. Perhaps conversion is alluding to converting to actual actually buying at this point or you know if an asset gets shared amongst a team as we know if you remember we did uh, that great uh, podcast earlier uh, in the season where we we got the CEB insights that 5.4 people on average weigh into the actual buying process so even though you're always dealing with one person as your point person you can be sure that every time you share one of your assets those get shared amongst a group internally in that office. So how do we have a better understanding now of engagement, not just amongst that one person, but amongst various different groups within that, that organization? Yeah. And that was making me think of content hubs. And I know we've talked about that quite a bit on content pros podcasts, but you know, We've covered the email route, right? Like if we're sending a nurture or if a sales rep is compiling an email, the things that you're working on. And I know you're very passionate about content hubs. Like 
nudge, nudge, Uber flip. But one of the things we've been talking about a lot, I think we put up this wall and we're trying to say a lot of this sits behind the internet. And I know that most companies do that. And you put a lot of things there and you have resources and sites and hubs and you try to make everything available. We've actually had quite a few discussions around creating a public facing hub for various types of content, whether it's persona focused or product focused, where it could serve as the best place to go for a sales rep. And at the same time, it could be an insanely educational resource for a prospect or a customer. And maybe we could talk about that a bit, because I think a lot of times we say sales enablement and our brain shifts to, oh, what are we doing inside the company? When maybe they are one in the same, right? You talked about reps going to Google and searching for things like, is that such a bad thing if the destination that they find has the right content and, you know, kind of progresses them through the funnel in one interactive web page? It's a, it's a good question. I, I think I think today we you almost have to start with something that's easy to create for the marketing team and easy to navigate for the sales team. Right. I mean, if we try and solve this huge problem overnight, it's not going to get out the door. Right. I mean, we we subscribe to a very lean mindset here in terms of anything that we do ourselves or build for our customers, which is how do we get something to at least improve the status quo? Um, so I, I agree. I think, you know, we, we sometimes worry too much about polishing something and making sure that it's perfect. And then we end up building something either for internal or external. But, you know, if we were to look further down the line, I do think it does have to get a little bit more sophisticated than a single place where everyone goes to. Uh, The reason I say that is, you know, I'm a big believer in in the importance of personalized journeys. Right. I mean, you know, that that's your business at Oracle. Right. I mean, it's it's all about how do we alter through um, you know marketing automation to deliver the most meaningful drip campaign to that specific person. Not everyone's going to go down the same road depending on where they click. So the same type of thinking needs to be applied from a sales enablement perspective. And that's where my belief, though, is that we can't simply throw all this power into the salesperson's hands, right? Now, I'll give you an example, and I don't mean to knock this provider because we use their solution and we love it, but it's a slippery slope with a solution like, say, Outreach, if you've heard of, which is a great way to kind of take almost email marketing down to the salesperson, where the salesperson can create their own drip campaigns and automate what what content goes out and things like that. So it's it's kind of... You know, a, a bit, or, bit of a slippery slope, though, when we start to do that, because, you know, now the salesperson isn't necessarily, you know, thinking through every move. They're getting a little lazy about it. And I think the same thing could happen if we had a single resource page where we sent every sales rep. I think down the road, we need to arm salespeople to grab the right assets based on those metrics that you talked about. And that's, that's where we're heading with our roadmap. Like when you asked earlier, six months down the road, that's what it's going to look like. A sales rep logs into this portal and then they can actually choose the assets that have been recommended for marketing. And that's, I think where it all comes back to is marketing still needs to kind of set that tone. They need to ensure that they're creating the right journeys and helping guide the salespeople to find the right assets at the right time. Yeah, I think that's awesome. We're trying to do that too. I mean, and also I think 
we know so much about anonymous visitors now. We can start to personalize the web experiences and we're trying to get there. That's a big project that's underway, but we're not quite there yet. So I, I agree with you. And to me, it feels like the elephant in the room is the buzzword that we kind of shrug off, but curation comes up all the time now. And I know that if you listen to the show, <clears throat> you've heard us say this, but if you're not subscribed to definitivedigest.com, which is the daily email from Convince and Convert, you should be. So they tackle various marketing topics and they will send you the three best resources ever created about that topic every single day for free. So Randy, I know a lot internally, we've been talking about curation and I used to shrug that off as a buzzword, but if we're not finding the best piece of content, it's just not happening. And I think this is something we're tackling a lot now. And I know on the marketing circuit at every event, everyone was like, oh, you have to curate, you have to curate. And there's all these curation softwares, but I feel like there's nothing that's truly doing the job that we have to embody as a content marketing team and tackle personalization, but also curation on the larger scale and trying to surface the top assets. Because if you've been producing content for five, 10 years, you're sitting on so much content. People are having content shock, right? We've had Mark Schaefer on the show, but that is a real thing. So how are you guys tackling that internally? Yeah, it's definitely a problem. I, I think, you know, you get so focused on what content was created this week, which asset are we starting to use? But one of the things that I've said before is we try and think about visitors to sites as cohorts, right? I mean, we talk all about cohorts in, in general, but why not think about aligning, you know, our content to that cohort? So, you know, I, I, I don't know the post, but I know a company called Kiss Metrics. And there's an article out there that they've got this one post that for you know years now has been the key post for someone to read to get hooked in terms of their content or in terms of their offering or whatever the case is. And I think that's how we have to think as marketers is, you know, let's continue to create content and let's let the best stuff continue to surface. But, you know, that's where we get into the trouble of, you know, the old school hub, as, as you referred to it earlier, where content was just listed chronologically or perhaps content was listed, um, you know, in, in groupings by format, right? When we have to start sifting through that as a visitor, it gets really, really overwhelming. And, you know, as we just talked about before with the, the need to personalize what's relevant to, you know, one group or one vertical or one persona may not be at all relevant to another. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was in San Francisco and I was, I was meeting with, you know, a company and it was, it ended up being kind of like a fun brainstorm session. Um, cause I knew these guys and, and we were just kind of talking about this type of topic and they were, they started to think about all the different groups that they needed to curate content for. And, you know, it wasn't just the people coming to their website. It was all, and it wasn't just their own sales reps, but they actually started to almost graph on the, on a whiteboard. Um, it was like an org chart, but it was organizations that weren't even part of their org because they were selling through resellers. So they had a model where they were going to go through a reseller to reach their customer. Now they had to find a way to take the content that would matter to that reseller and the reseller was going to care about it in a whole different frame of how they view that, that, the value of that solution because they're just naturally not going to go as deep 
as their own sales reps would. So there was almost a little bit more education needed in the content than they could count on the sales reps being able to deliver. So it was really interesting to see how, how it, uh, you know, convoluted almost this becomes in these large organizations. And this was a very large organization that I was meeting with. Um, I don't know if they'd want me to share what company it was because they, you know, they were trying to figure out all this stuff on the fly. And, and it's, I think like we said earlier, it's this new realization. It's, you know, this term sales enablement, as you said before, we don't even know what that term means. It gets thrown around so often these days in terms of, are we talking about a tool are we talking about a process to enable the sales process? Or are we also even just talking about the knowledge of our own sales reps? Yeah, I think that's another great point. And people are mystified when you say sales enablement. I think we like to say, oh, that's not our responsibility. But, you know, in the creation of all this content does come great responsibility. And we can't just expect people to find it. I always like to say this isn't filled of dreams. You know, you can build something amazing. It doesn't mean people will just automatically come. And it's the same thing internally. You know, no matter what you create, you can't expect everyone's just going to grab it and use it. And we spend a lot of cycles trying to educate people in the content. We're working on some enablement via social media. There's a lot of things we're trying to tackle. And I'm not exactly sure how we should close this show, Randy, as we come up on the end of our time. We've both kind of answered the question, what did you want to be when you grew up? So I haven't thought of a creative idea here, especially around sales. Like, I don't know if you have a great sales story you like to share, but I'm kind of at a loss because I, we know what you wanted to be when you grew up. And I've answered that one too. Yeah, no, I think that's a tough, to be honest, it's a tough one. I, I think, you know, I, I think the reality is though that anyone in marketing has a bit of sales inside of them. Right. I mean, maybe we don't want to be the people on the phone dealing with the customer, dealing with the contract, but we all got excited about, you know, getting to that close, getting someone so excited about, you know, whether it's content or an advertisement or whatever it is that that got us into this marketing world in the first place. It was the idea that, you know, we can use, you know, great messaging, great ideas to get people over the line or to get them more engaged and wanting to see more. And I think that's what we maybe as marketers can't forget is that the reason we're doing all this creative work is to usually aid the sales process in in one way or another. Yeah. And I would say even specifically as marketing teams, there may be times where you should be talking on a sales deal and I've been roped into a few and it always started as like, oh, how did they find me? Like, why do I have to talk to this person? But there have been several very large deals where literally walking through what we're doing internally, how we're using our own products, that was exactly what the customer needed to hear. And I think that's something that as marketers, we have to think about too. We have to solve these things externally and internally, but sharing that experience is a big deal. Most people are still not where they want to be with content marketing. We know from Content Marketing Institute, you know, one in three companies actually have a documented content strategy. So a lot of times it's easy for us to get into feeds and speeds and talk about the things our products can do and how it's going to make life easier when the prospect may actually be trying to figure out how the heck do I get started with this? And that's been one of the biggest realizations I've had in the past year, probably it's You know, sometimes we just have to sit down and talk about how we're doing this stuff, which leads us to these episodes. And it's always really insightful for me, Randy, talking about what you guys are working to solve, because 
despite what everyone may think, we usually just talk when we're on these podcasts. So it's nice to hear that we're trying to solve the same problems and very similar and very different in their approaches. But I appreciate your time today and good luck in the journey of sales enablement. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And, and that, you know, I, I encourage people to check out that future modern marketing asset that, that your team put together because, you know, it's the stuff that's striking up these conversations. Um, you know, the, those ideas by Matt Hines, um, as well as, you know, how many others are in there? I think we ended up with around 30 folks across the world. So it's, you know, quick quotes from them, but they all reference a data source, which was a big thing. We didn't want people just pontificating. They actually had to include a source. And Yov is in there, one of the co-founders of Uberflip. Absolutely. So He's, I wouldn't let him go in there without a source. No way. <laughs> cool. So what's that URL for people? Just one last time. That URL is bit.ly slash modern marketing predictions. Fantastic. So thanks to everyone for joining us on this episode of Content Pros. Hopefully our editors have done an amazing job, you know, just so, so everyone knows. Chris and I made it through fire drills, coughing, um, a whole bunch of you know fun challenges on, on this podcast. But we had a, a great time with you, and uh, we hope you'll follow us next week on Content Pros. You can follow us on the iTunes store at contentprospodcast.com or anywhere where you find your podcasts. Thanks so much. Please leave us a review and let us know what you want to hear next. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince & Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.